the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Here it is, babies. It is Monday. It is the first night of this week's Andrea K. Show. Best day of the week as I get to come in here after a weekend of recharging my batteries and ready to take the hill. And glad to be with you guys tonight. Hopefully you had a great weekend and avoided all the news and the harsh realities. That's okay because that's our job here. And we're going to share with you everything you need to know right here on tonight's Andrea K. Show. If you miss any part of the show, download the podcast Wherever you get your pods, email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. And we have a great lineup tonight. We've got Dr. Shea Bradley Farrell is going to be back with us to talk about the border deal that doesn't protect our borders, but does other people's, but sets up Trump to be impeached. Yeah, quite the head scratcher. We're going to talk about that. There was a shooting or an attempt at a mass shooting that took place at a mega church in Houston. Got the updates, the latest, everything you need to know about that situation. Of course, oh gosh, what's that old saying? Be careful what you wish for. Do we want to replace Joe Biden? Absolutely. Do we want it to be Kamala Harris? Well, what's that old saying? There's another old saying called put me in coach. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, somebody's ready to, uh, she, she's uh, in the, there's, what's that box, the batter's box, waiting to get up at bat? Yeah, Kamala is in the wings, and she says she's ready to swing at the ball, baby. So much to get into tonight, and glad to have you with us, as we said. Hey, before we go any further, let me bring in this man. He's always ready to swing the bat. Of course, his bat is a little uh, thing called broccolini. I'm talking about DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame. Broccolini. (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm. It sounds like we we were actually talking about important stuff. I'm just I'm sorry. I'm just looking through the through the, the press coverage of the shooting, and the mainstream media just loves to spin and yeah. leave out key yeah. details. What it does it doesn't matter. It's it's just all the more reason to actually turn to real you know shows like this where we talk about That's stuff right. that actually matters because it's just it's just well, it's criminal. And we tell the truth here. We absolutely tell the truth. So here's what happened. Yesterday at about uh, seven minutes to two local time in Houston, a woman walked in wearing a long coat, holding a rifle uh, with a five-year-old, proceeded to begin to try to shoot up Lakewood Church. 
the audio and video of churchgoers as they were getting ready for the Spanish speaking service at 2 p.m. Houston time. Uh, you can, it, it, I mean, it's frightening. It, it's, this was an act of terrorism and it involved a woman named Genesee Yvonne Moreno. Well, Genesee Yvonne Moreno was uh, quickly taken down by two off-duty police officers, one about 36 years old, one 28 years old, one had been on the force for four years, one had been on the force for approximately two. They were off-duty, uh, armed as obviously. They took her out. <clears throat> Evidently, uh, private security hired by Lakewood Church. The only, fortunately, because, you know, as, as always, what takes out a bad person with a gun good guys or good women with guns, right? And so this person was quickly, uh, the threat was quick, quickly dissembled or what, what's it called? Um, the, the threat was disabled, if you will, whatever the law enforcement terminology is. So imagine, by the way, for, first thing I want to say about this is and one of the first things that I heard of when I heard that they had taken out the shooter uh, the only people injured was the five-year-old child that was there with the shooter. We don't know yet, I think, uh, who that child was to the shooter. And another older gentleman who was a churchgoer, no other loss of life except for the shooter herself. And the first thing that I thought of was how this proves that the left are liars when they say, if we could only save one child and then they want to push gun control. Here's how you save the lives of children in schools. You have armed people trained who are ready to step in, put their own lives at risk, and take out a shooter. You don't wait for law enforcement to show up and then have 400 of them stand out in the hallways, uh, picking their nose, scared to go in while children get picked off, right? So um, the threat was, was quickly taken care of. Um, then the questions began about who was the shooter. Here's what we know. This shooter was a woman named Genesee Yvonne Moreno. This woman was an Hispanic migrant who had come to this country from El Salvador. I haven't seen any recent reports yet to figure out if this person was here in this country legally or not. The left certainly doesn't care. Makes no difference to them. Uh, this person had recently been calling herself Jeffrey Escalante Moreno. So, yes, this person was a trans terrorist. The latest in a string of trans terrorists, because if you can remember, almost all of the last five or six shooters were either non-binary, in the middle of transitioning, can't figure out what they are, uh, but, but whether, wherever they are fluid, whatever the stink that means, here's what we know for sure. The latest commonality between these lunatics that go in to kill other people is that they're part of the LBGTQ movement. And some people were quick to say that this is, they're recruiting children into hating themselves in trans terrorism. This was a 30 something year old person. The shooter in Nashville who shot up the school and killed eight year olds was an adult these are the, you know, these are primarily adults doing this. Um, they are mentally ill. And on top of it, this trans shooter had uh, pro-Palestinian language, some kind of pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian sticker on her gun. 
So we know that this person was a lunatic, obviously mental, mentally ill, that we know. Now, of course, the police says they can't figure out a motive as of yet. Well, um, hmm, let me think, let me think. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. But we've got a Christian church. We've got a shooter who was trans. And we've got a shooter who's pro-Hamas, which is, is Islamist, and Hamas is an Islamic terror. I don't know. Um, do you think it was the music selection that this person just couldn't stomach anymore? Is that what made this person go off the rails? Or could it be because they were Christians and this person was a trans pro-Hamas terror sympathizer? But then again, I don't know that we can expect much from the Houston law enforcement who announced today that they had done an investigation into which pronouns to use. In fact, we've got a clip of uh, this Barney Fife discussing this. Uh, Sesame, if you can play the clip. So she's utilized both male and female names, but... Through all of our investigation to this point, talking with individuals, interviews, documents, Houston Police Department reports, she has been identified this entire time as female, she, her, and so uh, we are identifying her as Genesee Moreno, Hispanic female. There were two weapons. <sighs> really? <laughs> the police report called Moreno white, though. Huh. Person comes from El Salvador. This person is, is uh, the, the cop just now said Hispanic. But the police report listed this person as white. And then, that, then I was reminded of the white Hispanic George Zimmerman. Remember George Zimmerman? The overzealous cop who was the neighborhood patrol patrolman down in Florida and confronted Trayvon Martin, who then bashed his head into the concrete. And there were all the lies told by the non-witnesses. And, uh, and in order to craft their narrative about George Zimmerman, they had to call him the white Hispanic. Our law enforcement is at, at the local levels are just as corrupted as our military, our FBI, our Department of Justice, and our intelligence community. But for the fact of two actual cops stepping in and doing the right thing, there'd been a lot more dead people. And they're, they're wasting time in an investigation talking about, uh, you know, ha pronouns, wanting to be what respectful to her and her family with the her. We've investigated this and we're she, her. You've got to be kidding me, Barney Fife. I want to know, I want an investigation done into this person's terrorist ties. Why this person had pro-Hamas propaganda on her rifle. I want to know if there's ties to Hamas terrorists that have come into this country to this person. I want to know if this person was in this country legally or not. I don't give a crap about pronouns. Anything you want to add here, Sesame Broccolini, before we break? just feels like such a, a slap in the face on top of it. You know, why are the people that are supposed to be protecting the community from folks like this 
spending so much time sympathizing and trying to get it right for for the for the perpetrator's sake. I just, it just feels like such a smack in the face to the whole community. Truly, I mean, I just can't believe it. So because it's the is same this the new thing. normal it's... for law enforcement? Like, why is there so much sympathy? I'm sorry, I love police officers, but I just I don't understand well, where this is coming well, from. Like, wh- well, why? let me tell you where it's coming from. Because going back to 9/11, when Islamic terrorists took down the Twin Towers, immediately the narrative came that you can't question anything about Islam or any Muslim or any of their ties because otherwise it's Islamophobia. Islamophobia. The Islamist committed an act of terror, the largest attack on American soil since not, since uh, Pearl Harbor, and they became the victims. Trans people are waging terror in the form of shootings across this country. There's a pattern here, and they're the victims. Because the reality doesn't suit the narrative, because the Democrats have been partnering with the Islamists to, to, uh, to, for communism before the 9-11 attacks and after, as well as this trans movement is another one of their partners, all tied together to transform America from a free republic to a communist state. That's what's going on here. So that's why it does the, the true victims to them are not the eight-year-olds that that shooter, uh, what was the name of the school? They wouldn't release the manifesto. The covenant and now school. We, the covenant school. And then after the manifesto finally got released, we found out why, because they don't want the truth. They want to control the narrative, and the narrative is that the tra- these trans shooters are the victims, not the people that they shoot, or in this case, attempted to shoot. I still don't know who the, the identity of the five-year-old, but that kid's in a hospital, as well as, as, as another elderly, elderly man. And let me tell you, it, you know this it, it, because anytime there's a shooting, they want to be able to push gun control. And it doesn't suit their narrative if everybody's talking today about the trans terrorist. No, they've got to make they've got and and you know that they want these crises in order to push gun control. Otherwise, they would be taking reasonable measures like hardened facilities with armed cops in order to prevent them. Stick with us. We've got uh, other stories to get to tonight. Don't go anywhere. This is the Andrew K Show on AM eleven seventy FM ninety six point one and streaming all over the world. K, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. At the open of the show, we gave a lot of details about what went on in this shooting at the mega church Lakewood church in Houston, Texas. And despite the fact that uh, pastor Joel Osteen might be considered controversial among a lot of people had tipped to him for keeping his congregation safe with some off duty cops that have been hired to provide security. And let me tell you, I don't know what he's paying those dudes, but worth every penny. If you miss any part of that segment and the topics and the details, we provided who the shooter was missing details, Uh, Download the podcast wherever you get your pods so that you can get caught up 
And also email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com with your thoughts on that. Uh, Moving on, we've got a a crisis that continues every day uh, with our southern border, which is absolutely being orchestrated, but not just by the Biden regime, but also by the Republican Party. And I've been talking about this deal that's been cooked with the Republican Party. I think it's up to 18 now, including uh, Brother Senator Kennedy out of Louisiana. And it's an absolute abomination. Senator J.D. Vance has uncovered something really frightening within this bill. And no, I'm not talking about a bill to secure our border. I'm talking about a bill that gives billions of dollars to countries around the world to protect themselves. Here to join me to discuss is Dr. Shay Bradley Farrell back on the show. She's president of At Counterpoint DC. She is a national security, foreign policy, and aid expert. She's also the author of a book y'all all need to read, Last Warning to the West, Hungary's Triumph Over Communism and the Woke Agenda. Don't y'all wish that we were looking at some triumph over that uh, going forward? And she's back on the show tonight. Hey, Shay Bradley Farrell, Dr. Shay Bradley Farrell, welcome back. Hey, Andrea, thank you for having me. These are some crazy times right now. I feel like we're um, actually battling against our own people to secure our country. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you know what? Before I go on, I almost forgot to wish you a happy Lundi Gras. Dr. Dr. Bradley Farrell, actually, uh, she's not from the great state of Louisiana, but she spent some time down there quite a few few years down there. So, yeah. So happy Lundy Gras. Tomorrow's Fat Tuesday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've already eaten my weight in king cake uh, so far. I miss king cake. That's the main thing I miss living in D.C. (laughs) is king cake. Yeah, I know. Cream cheese. King cake and coffee yeah. is my favorite thing. It's it's the best thing in the world. And y'all don't don't go with any pretenders. Don't be going to buy nothing they got at Vaughn's just because they put some purple and green or yellow, yes. you know, sugar on top. Order you something next year. Order you that's something right. from New Orleans. Um, I, you know, that's been a little bit of a bright spot for me in the past couple months is the king cake I've gotten from my friends down in Louisiana. <laughs> but it is absolutely crazy what's going on. It's bad enough. That the, the the Democrats are selling us out to the world, but we've got 18 Republicans mm-hmm. that that are pushing through this mm-hmm. fa- what's called the foreign aid bill to give billions of dollars to Ukraine and uh, the you know Pan Pacific. I don't know what that's all about. And on top of it, JD Vance uh, put out a, um, a warning that the bill. Not only would it fund Ukraine through September 30th, 2025, but by yeah. doing that, it would it would basically trigger uh, Trump being impeached if he dared to try to stop the funding. Say what? Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it would make it illegal if he actually did what he is promising to do on the campaign trail and uh, secure peace. For Ukraine, which, you know, I've been wanting for two years. I put a call out for that in the Washington Times two years ago. But if he actually did that and stopped the funding going to Ukraine, he would be, you know, they would be able to use that as grounds to impeach him. You're absolutely right, Andrea. Wow. I mean, why? 
why, uh, 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 you know, what, what is going on? It does not make sense that there is no valid uh, American interest. I didn't need Putin to tell me that in the Tucker interview. Uh, but, and the reason why I think the left and the White House and all these people were hysterical that Tucker went and did an interview with Putin and they were telling people not to watch it is because Putin dropped some truth bombs that basically mm-hmm. told us what we already knew that we're $34 trillion in debt. We've got an invasion at our own border and we don't have any American interest over there in that area. Right. There is an obsession with Ukraine funding that I do not understand because we have already given the largest U.S. assistance package uh, ever since the end of World War II to Ukraine over the past few years. Um, uh, The State Department is the one that said this. We have to secure our borders. And last week with the Senate border deal that failed, all we were hearing from the leftist media and some of the established meant Republicans was that Trump didn't want to secure the border because he was telling the House Republicans and the conservatives they couldn't accept this deal. Um, The reason that the Republicans did not want to accept this deal, and there was so much pushback on it, is because it would actually have codified Biden's open border policies. I assume you've probably talked about that a lot, so I won't go into the details unless you ask me, but that was the truth of it. That was the absolute truth. If we had passed this and then it had passed to the House, we would be in a very bad position, and Trump, if he is elected next or whoever is, will not, would not be able to use their authority to secure our border. But now we've got this aid, so-called aid package that's coming out, and it just reiterates the fact that we have a large amount of establishment Republicans and Democrats that care far more for other people's borders than ours. $60 billion is going to Ukraine. So it's the majority of this aid package that they want. They want. Um, we are already paying for Ukraine's civil service employees. This uh, package would actually help them pay down their domestic debt, their, their budget debt that they have. These are things that we need to be doing in America. So, Andrea, I am just appalled with the lack of interest in actually securing the interests of our country. Well, yeah. In fact, you know, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking how that is just so reasonable, so rational, what you just said in terms of, uh, well, you know, that we need to be looking at our own interest in contrast to the fact that we're paying down their debt. That's where this money is going. We're paying for their civil service. At the same time, we've got this Democrat representative Crow. I want to play a clip for you. Because, I mean, I just can't wrap my head around the way they're trying to sell this to the American people. And the American people aren't buying that this makes sense for us. Sesame, if you can play this clip. They're certainly scratching their head. They're fighting and dying for their freedom and their democracy. Uh, But let's be clear here. When we say this is aid, this is not charity. We're not giving this uh, as a charitable contribution to Ukraine. We're doing this because this is in America's national security interest. You know, to have a stable and prosperous Europe. Europe is our single largest economic trading partner. Uh, We have 100,000 troops in Europe. Europe is our largest security partner. And for less than 5% of our annual defense budget, we are securing Europe. We are protecting our troops. Ukraine is doing the fighting. They have destroyed over half of Russia's military. 
And oh, by the way, over half of this money actually goes directly to American workers and American businesses uh, who are building the weapons and equipment that we're sending to Ukraine. So this is actually a really good deal. Uh, and, you know, the rest of the world and certainly a lot of Americans know this is a good deal. That's why we have to get it over the finish line. Oh, so, Doctor, yeah, you're laughing, right? I mean, we have to make sure that Ukraine is stable and prosperous. What about our own nation? Um, you want to know the truth, Andrea? I was in the Ukrainian Refugee Center in Hungary last year, or no, actually, year before that. Uh, I happen to know that they have lost over 400,000 Ukrainians. That was data like four or five months ago. So there's even mm-hmm. more. I, have, I was in uh, Central Europe last year for three months, and I saw the real coverage on the real war and have seen the infrastructure devastated in Ukraine and Quote, this was a Washington, uh, I believe, a Wall Street Journal article. If you read down to the 15th paragraph, there have been horrific Ukrainian casualties mm-hmm. since the counteroffensive has started. I could go on and on about that. And being in that refugee center, I can tell you, you know, uh, it, part of the problem is the humanitarian aspect of it because they are not winning and they will not win Um Russia has a much better advantage than they do. Now, they perhaps, you know, long term, they will win if we have our own troops on the ground, which Secretary uh, Lloyd Austin has referred, you know, to that that might be something that would happen in the future. American troops on the ground. I wrote an article about that in Real Clear Politics not too long ago. Um, and, And the other thing is, Andrea, that there's still we're sending that money still with no transparency or accountability. Just in January, we found out again that $40 million had been stolen from uh, by the defense officials of Zelensky uh, for am- that was supposed to go to ammunition. A few, a few months before that, he had fired all of his top officials from the defense ministry because they were stealing funds that was supposed to go for food for the troops. Now, You don't hear that very much, but that is the truth of Mm -hmm. what's going on. And last thing I'll say, he's wrong. We don't have an interest um, to the point, the extent of what we are supporting right now in Ukraine. You know, Putin can't get out of four provinces in, in Ukraine. Why would he go against 31 NATO countries? It just doesn't make sense. Well, right. And, uh, and I, I believe Putin when he says, you know, I, you know, he was open to uh, negotiations and open to, you know, a uh, uh, peace deal, um, you know. And I also agree with Tucker that Russia, that the idea that Russia, we got, we got to step in, or Russia's going to take over Europe. I, I don't think that there's any evidence that they are an expansionary power and that that's a threat at all. I can't get inside the heads and crawl around as to these 18 Republicans that have no interest in securing our own border, which means that they are enabling an invasion, which is an act of war against us, while they're willing to to write never-ending checks to that corrupt country around the world while we have in in which we have no national interest. I don't understand. But uh, we need to be removing all of these people from office, and this bill needs to go down. People get on the phone uh, and, yeah. and start calling because uh, they are trying to hamstrung uh, America and, and and continue 
to um, just k- keep their power regardless of what happened. This is it just dawned on me what election interference this is and how they're basically stealing our elections yeah. through legislation. And it's absolutely despicable. Tell everybody uh, how they can read your work and get your book. Well, I just want to say, Andrea, I totally agree with you there. But go to counterpointinstitute.org and sign up for a newsletter. It only comes out a couple times a month, and you can find out the truth about what's going on in national security and foreign policy, because that's what we do. And uh, Last Warning to the West is on Amazon, and it uh, gives you Hungary and Central Europe as an example of living under Soviet occupation and communism and the parallels with what's going on in America today. And we don't want it, Andrea. That's right. We sure don't. Well, I certainly appreciate you being here tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. Talk to you later. All right. Talk to you soon. And you guys, we're going to talk to you in just a couple of minutes. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, okay? Not from the standpoint that you might think. Um, but we got it. we've got to break it down and provide a little analysis of it, even though we didn't watch it. Um, because there was some importance to us culturally and politically, of course, um, because you know that the left has seized a hold of absolutely everything, including the NFL. Actually, that took place years ago. So we are going to give you some analysis on it. If you did watch it, I ain't holding it against you because I know I got lots of uh, I'm a recovering NFL addict myself. And um, I know that there there was at least some controversy surrounding uh, the actual game itself. Um, All right. Where to begin? Where to begin? Hmm. Do we begin with Travis Kelsey walking into the stadium wearing um, (laughs) a sequin suit? that looked an awful lot like big Mike Michelle Obama suit that she wore one time to the Grammys. <laughs> Sesame broccolini. Who dressed him? Was that Taylor Swift? Oh, 100%. I think, I think Emerald oh, oh. Robinson had the best, the best quip of all about that. She retweeted him walking in. And by the way, I don't want to hear another word about anybody making fun of my man, Joe Burrow from, uh, from LSU who wears like, you know, gangsta stuff, you know, you know, he, my man, Joe Burrow would not be caught dead in a female, you know, sequin suit. Okay. Not, but Emerald Robinson retweeted it. And she says one shot from Pfizer and he's Liberace. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, it was quite the juxtaposition because, quite frankly, there's a reason why roid rage 
uh, was trending on X because this guy proceeded to get up in his face, up in the face of his coach and almost knocked Andy Reid over. And if you know who Andy Reid is, that's no small measure. He should have been thrown out of the game at that point. Something's wrong with Andy Reid that he didn't do that. Uh, Look, this guy and Taylor Swift, I'm sick to death of seeing conservatives slopping sugar and slobbering all over these two. They're not America's sweethearts. Okay. And I'm sick of it. I'm I'm sick of it. She was pound, literally pounding beers, sitting next to somebody with an upside down cross given horns. Okay. Something spice, cold spice, icy spice, whatever this, whatever this haint was. Okay. I mean, I, I just found that repulsive. I've never pounded beers in my life. Okay. And I was in a sorority at LSU, one of the biggest party schools ever. Never pounded a beer in my life. It's gross. It's tacky. It's foul. Beyond that, the satanic crap really bought. You think that I would be caught dead? There's never a point in my life I would have been caught dead, let alone on the jumbotron to the world sitting next to somebody wearing satanic jewelry. And what the, what's wrong with Blake Lively and the rest of them? I would have been like, get away from me. She's got the right to, I guess, to have who she wants in the box. But you think I would have bumped up against that person? No. It was never a time in my life that anybody's celebrity would have ever had such sway with me that I would have gone along with that crap. Who are these people? Why is this world so enamored with these two? What happened to, to, you know, people, I mean, how could anybody have seen Travis Kelsey treat Andy Reid like that on the sidelines and think anything but what a dirtbag? Same thing for her. Now let's move on to uh, the the other equally bad. Let's talk about the black anthem, shall we? Uh, Sesame, did you see this black anthem? Uh, unfortunately, I did. <laughs> I'm not sure if I have a clip of it. Y'all don't need to be. Y'all don't need to hear this. One of the things I will tell you I was amused by is the backup singers, because if anybody out there has seen the original version of the Longest Yard, the backup singers for this national, this black, not national anthem, this black anthem reminded me of the male prisoners who played the cheerleaders (laughs) in the movie, (laughs) The Longest Yard. Okay. (laughs) Their hand gloves and their movements. One of the best scenes in that whole movie. Hold that ball and don't let it go. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, it was just. I got to rewatch that movie. That's a classic. (laughs) Well, they never played anywhere. That movie used to play over and over multiple times a year on like the networks in reruns. Now you will only see the Adam Sandler version, which I've never watched. I guarantee you it is so PC. It is not even the same movie. But let me tell you, I love the original version so, so much. And this reminded me of it. And then I had to laugh today that Representative Steve Steve Cohen came out and was saying that he was just appalled. It was terrible how people didn't stand up for, quote, the Negro National Anthem. First of all, who's using that word anymore? Okay, is that what it's called? I don't know. 
But why would you expect anybody to stand? The national anthem people stand for because it includes our flag and it is about, uh, you know, a unity around our nation. The black national anthem is about division. It's about fostering hate against certain Americans in this country. It's about an anti-American message. That's what it, that's what I think of. And I would be equally outraged if we had the redheaded national anthem. Oh, we got to all unite around the redheads. Why? Why? This is the only nation in the history of the world where white people shed their blood to end slavery. Slavery that exists today on the African continent with the African people who started it. Don't you be expecting me to stand. And by the way, we're all equal in my eyes. I think race is, is, is a, a, just a human construct, by the way, a social construct. And I don't stand for anything that is meant to divide people. I don't stand for anything that celebrates skin color. You want us to come out next year with, uh, you know, we're going to have the, you know, uh, yellow national anthem, the white national anthem, the pink flesh colored. I mean, this is absurd and it's insane. Anything you want to add before I get off of that? Nope. It's, it's definitely insane. Definitely absurd. Just a waste of everyone's time. And by the way, I didn't call it that word that was represented. Uh, Cohen, I was quoting him. We're going to take a break and we come back. I haven't even gotten to the worst of the alleged Super Bowl. And it is an ad that they ran with an artificial intelligence Jesus. And we're going to talk about that. We come back. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Continuing our discussion about the Super Bowl. Um, Before I get into the worst aspect of it for me, which was an ad that was run with an artificial intelligence Jesus I got to talk a little bit about the the halftime show. Um, I thought it was really boring. I, you know, at li- but because it was Usher and a lot of people are like it fell flat because it was like the '90s. That's not why it fell flat for me. I, you know, I don't. I wouldn't. I would love a good old '90s throwback. Remember back when we had Britney Spears and um, who was it? What was it? Um, it was the 80s group that did Walk This Way. It, it There was three of them. It was Britney Spears. It had um, the band that did Walk, Aerosmith, and it was somebody else that did it. You know, I mean, that was back when halftime shows were just great music, okay? I, but to me, the issue with Usher was just that, you know, I didn't think he was enough of a star, a mega star to carry the halftime show. And that that was the problem I had. Anything you have to say about Usher's performance? Yeah, I mean, it was just to be, I guess, generous. It looked and sounded like a 45-year-old man um, <laughs> trying to sing and dance to music that was made for 18-year-olds. I, I mean, am I wrong? Like, that's... That's about it. Is he it. 45? Is I don't Usher know. 45? No. He's, he's, know. he's up there. He's up, he's up yeah. there. He was sweating a lot. I mean, you can tell yeah. he's, uh, <laughs> he, there, he's, he's been around the block a few times. At least he times. was singing. At least he was singing, unlike Rihanna. Okay. 
Yeah, and at true. least he can sing. Uh, that's true. No, he he actually can sing. I'll give him that. He's got pipes. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I, I just think that, you know, I just think that he j- is not a big enough star. You don't give Usher, you know, we're, he's no Bruno Mars. Well, yeah, well, okay. well, well, I mean, he's in terms of like best-selling artists of all time. I mean, he, he's got record sales. It's just he's not really relevant right now. No. It, like that's no. the thing is they keep choosing people at these Super Bowl halftime shows that are honestly kind of has-beens. Like the, the, a few a few years ago they had the weekend on. He did a pretty decent job, but he's also relevant. So it's just like pick somebody that somebody knows, you know? Uh, yeah. Someone who's been making music in this decade. Well, here's an email that I got from Mo and here's what she had to say. She said, seeing all the African-Americans trotting out and not one Caucasian had me wondering what the blank was going on. Watched for a few seconds, then I realized it was their anthem. Changed the station, went back when they were done. No need to watch or listen. Then this fool tried to sing who knows what. Jesus help us. All three opening acts were a disgrace. Um, That might have been Post Malone she's referring to, who did America the Beautiful. And, um, yeah, I didn't think it was, it wasn't Jose Feliciano bad from the seventies, but it it wasn't, it wasn't good. Don't bring up Post Malone to do America the Beautiful. I just, uh, that, yeah, that fell flat. Reba McIntyre, I thought was okay, um, with the national anthem, but you know, um, she didn't butcher it, but I've never been the biggest Reba fan. Um, the, the biggest, most disgusting foul-smelling stench that came out of the Super Bowl was the Jesus ad. Using an artificial intelligence Jesus saying Jesus gets us as he's washing the feet of somebody at an abortion clinic, a black gay person. Um, and, and I didn't even notice the rest of it was just so blasphemous, such an abomination. And let me tell you something. Jesus does get you. Jesus would have washed your feet And then he would have told you to repent for your sins and turn away from the sin. Jesus did break bread with. Jesus did show love to sinners and prostitutes. But he told them to turn away from their sin. He did not validate their sin. He did not tell them, you are great, just do you. Okay? That's not what Jesus was about. And it sickened me. It sickened me to see the use of Jesus Christ in such a blasphemous, deceitful, disgusting manner. That's not the message of Jesus. And unfortunately, that is the Jesus that a lot of pastors are pushing today. Giving, uh, you know, uh, that, that are really not pastors anymore. They're more motivational speakers. Because if we, where, where was Stephen Furtick today talking about that ad? Where was he? Where are all the rest of the, the, the big pastors? They should be out today saying that is not the, the, the message of the Bible. Don't believe it. Turn away from your sins. 
Anything you want to add to that, Sesame, before we end this hour? Just, yeah, absolutely. It's it's sad to see them have to, they have to make it political and they have to twist it and, and make, you know, make Jesus into this person who would stand by literally anything as if we're all just perfect as is and we can give into our vices, right? And we can, we can do the devil's work in our own lives and somehow still have his blessing. Look, Jesus, like God, loves all of us. We're all made in his image and likeness and he is our father and in a very real way loves us like children, but... Jesus still has moral principles. He still wants you to order your life toward what is good. And it's just it's just a sad, sick, perverted way to sort of invert Christianity and try to subvert it. Right. It's just another attack on Christian America right. and people who right. are actually trying to pursue the ultimate good that is God in their own lives in a Christian nation, by the way. Well, so. here's the here yeah, here's the truth. The Bible says two things about God. One that God is love, and two, that by no means will the wages of sin go unpunished. He is a loving God. But he's also a just God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the message that too few pastors are willing to preach these days. And it's a lie what they showed yesterday. Don't believe it. We're going to take a break. We come back. Hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. So much more to get into. And our buddy Brian Maloney will be here with us. So you're not going to want to miss it. Stick around. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 